our wheels on fire and do a jump. At night, it could be quite spectacular, don't you think? Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Feeling good, Lewis? Those 80s kids remember... Welcome to Those 80s Kids Remember, the podcast where we reminisce and ponder everything 80s and ask the important questions, such as, how far down did the economics trickle? I'm Rob, and with me today are the rest of those 80s kids. Craig. Brian. Andy. All right, let's get started. Today we are going to remember John Hughes movies. Hey, we love John Hughes. Quintessential. First off, what's everybody's favorite John Hughes movie? Oh my god. Oh, well, mine is 1997's Home Alone 3, but we're just doing the 80s. So. <laughs> Home Alone 3? <laughs> was Macaulay Culkin even in that one? I mean, goodness. Oh, that was the adorable Adam Lentz. And I think he stole everyone's heart, but we can't get into that today, so. All right, well, my favorite is Weird Science, because any movie where you build a woman, it's got to be good. <laughs> I. Oh my god. I, I, I'm kind of torn between a couple of them. I do love. Uh, the Breakfast Club, yeah. just because it's a very entertaining movie, and now it's gotten to the point, three decades on, where there is some good camp value to it, mm-hmm. too. Like like the pot scene, for instance, you know, that whole schmeal, and, uh, and uh, Emilio Estevez and his I tape Larry Lester's buns together speech, you know, that one. <laughs> That was good stuff too, you know. Then there's planes, trains, and automobiles. I I'm kind of torn on that. Might be my yeah. favorite one. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah, either that or I I love Pretty in Pink. Whoa, really? Yeah. <laughs> you serious? <laughs> yeah. I love I love James Spader in that movie. I love I love the whole thing. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen Pretty in Pink, and I'm Seriously? not embarrassed about that. <laughs> well, James Spader, villain. Yeah. Actually, what's I his name from Two and a Half Men was in that too, John Cryer. Yeah. John Cryer plays Ducky. Ducky. Ducky, Ducky yep. the doofus. Because everyone knows somebody named Ducky. <laughs> I would have thought you'd have said Sixteen Candles, Brian. You know what? I've only seen that one like once. Um, I like the guy. I thought he was good looking. Other than that, I really don't know that much about him. <laughs> <laughs> well, Molly Ringwald was, Ringwald was in that. Kind of cool. What's that? I always thought the dude was kind of. Cool. He reminded me of Matt Dillon. Yeah, he did kind of. Oh, yeah. Anything after that, though? Kind of. Well, he was kind of like a, a vanilla Matt Dillon, like Matt Dillon with like no personality. I don't think he did a lot after that movie. I don't think he did anything. No, I mean, like he's one of those guys that if he's not in that movie that you remember him from, you don't even recognize him. Well, <laughs> I, I think my favorite John Hughes movies, which is. Kind of like a out of left field is European Vacation. Really? Interesting. John Hughes did that? Yes, yes. These are like movies that were like um, written by, directed by, or whatever, if he had any part of it. But yes, John Hughes did all the vacation movies. Oh. Yeah. The first one, European and Christmas, and um, I think Vegas was in the 90s, though. No, Vegas was 89. Vegas Vacation? Vegas was 89. So no, yeah. Vegas, no, Vegas was no, the 90s. This was, was 89. Wasn't that Robert Urich? Christmas. <laughs> Christmas. The Christmas vacation was 89. Yeah. And the Vegas vacation was like 97. It was awful. Yeah. I saw it yeah. in the theater. Even, even Cousin Eddie couldn't save that one. <laughs> 
while we're on the topic, maybe we could uh, discuss the vacation movies a bit. Sure. Like, now that you bring up the fact that John Hughes did the vacation movies, I might have to say that Vacation is my favorite John Hughes movie. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Not, but the first one, obviously, not European. Oh, no, the first one. Yeah, the Wally World one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anthony Michael Hall and the whole gamut. And still entertaining today. Still funny. Still the, funny. Uh, the uh, the ultimate fate of Aunt Edna. Uh, I always loved that because I couldn't stand Aunt Edna. I, mm. I couldn't stand Dinky the dog. I uh, also enjoyed Dinky the dog's fate. Is that the one where they drove off with the dog tied to the bumper? He was hooked to the back of the yeah. family truckster and the cop pulled him over. Yeah. You know, the no, I think it's just Imogene. It's, what's her name? Imogene Coca? Was that her name? Yeah, yeah. I think I just wanted her to, to die and be on the top of a car. I just don't like her. She bothered me. But the, as much character Aunt Edna, she bugged me. Oh, the actress even bothered you. Wow. Yeah, big time. I mean, just not funny. I, I just didn't like her. Okay. Well, see, my thing, I, I once I discovered that I could go to our local liquor store and rent R-rated movies as like a 12, 13-year-old, I rented Na National Lampoon's Vacation many, many times. I thought, I thought it was funny, number one. And also there was uh, the Beverly D'Angelo in the shower. That was yep. also that was also good. Beverly D'Angelo was was pretty hot in that movie, I think. Oh god, smoldering pot. Yes. He's with Al Pacino now. Looks like <laughs> Al Pacino. <laughs> They've been together wow. for like a decade. Weren't all these movies though PG thirteens? Weren't these like the first PG thirteen movies? That's what I thought. It was like right around 84, 85, and that was one of the things that made them so accessible because it was kind of like they're a little risque, but you could be a teenager and go see them without getting booted out of the movie theater. Yeah, I think Gremlins might have been the start of that. But... Gremlins? That's not a John Hughes movie, is it? No, that was Spielberg. <laughs> no, but going back to what Craig said, there's I would say in, in my lifetime, there's been two booby scenes that I've rewound more than any others, and it's the D'Angelo scene in the shower and vacation and the Nightmare on Elm Street. I think it's two or three. Oh, three with the with the the nurse that that is actually Freddy. The... Egg would know. Do you, yeah, that's do you like my body, Joey? Yeah, that scene. <laughs> I remember that well, yes. And so does Max. Hiya, Max. Hi Max, how you doing? And of course, I another thing that I loved with that movie as well, with National Lampoon's Vacation, was the theme song by Lindsay Buckingham. Oh, yeah. oh, I love that song. Holiday Road. It got you in the spirit of the movie. They yeah. used, they used that. Isn't that Kenny Loggins? No. Oh God. No, that's uh, that was Lindsay Buckingham. I like Kenny Loggins, but no, I do love that song. Yeah. Yes. And it was a great road movie. Yeah. Lots of fun, even today. Yeah. We could do a whole show talking about Kenny Loggins. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Kenny Loggins. You could. You had the little run to Anthony Michael Hall. I, I like the kids in the first one better than European Vacation. Yeah. The, the two, yeah. Audrey and Rusty in European Vacation, bugged the shit out yeah, of me. I'm going to be honest great. with you. Both Rusty of them did. was awful in European. Just awful. He was a big, oafy-looking, I don't know, dumbass. 
it just looked like he smelled bad. I, I didn't like that Rusty at all. I didn't mind the Audrey so much, though. The Audrey, all she did was freaking whine the whole time yeah. because because her boyfriend her was boyfriend. back at home, who incidentally was played by Billy Zabka. There was a really creepy scene in European Vacation where there's a, a, a sausage or something, <laughs> and so it reminds her of her, her boyfriend, who is the blonde guy from Karate Kid, and the whole thing was just really wrong that's where they, that's where yeah when they're in germany and they're looking for their relatives and they go to the wrong house they and chevy chase knocks on the door and they answer hi my family and i are looking for sex because the german number sex yeah sex, yeah yeah for six they were looking for house number six do you remember that scene craig when she looked at that <laughs> that is where she looks what it's kind of sausage or something. She looks yeah. at it and it, it makes her miss her boyfriend. And it's <laughs> really I don't remember where they were at, but but I do remember. They, had, they were eating something that, I don't know. Yeah, they, they were at a restaurant or something. Their, no, they were with their German relatives. But oh, they actually that? had no idea who they were. They just couldn't speak German, and the Germans couldn't speak English. Yeah, because they, they spent the they spent the night with them, and then the Germans yeah. at the end were, were like, like, "Who the hell was that?" Hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> I have no goddamn idea. Because they, they ate dinner or lunch or whatever the hell it was over there. Yeah, they spent the night with them, and it turns out they didn't even know who in the hell it was. Mm. Right. And there, and another scene that I always cracked up laughing at was. When they got, I believe it was when they got to France and they were showing them their passports and their passports, the, the pictures were, yeah. were they, they just looked terrible. They looked like a bunch of driver's license photos and the French guys are just sitting there cracking up laughing at the photos and the family has no idea what in the hell they're laughing yeah. about and the, the subtitles are <laughs> typical American asshole <laughs> right, in, right in front of them. That, that's, you know, he's cracked me up. Yeah. Isn't this also the one that John Cleese was on the bicycle yes. and they kept running into him yes. and jacking him up? No, it was, um, um, what's his name? Oh, no, Monty yeah, Python. yeah. Um, um, not John Cleese, but... Uh, Eric Idle. Eric Idle. Yes. Eric Idle, that's right. Like, oh, no, no, frightfully, that's okay, you know, frightfully okay. <laughs> they, like, broke his freaking leg in one scene, another scene... He goes. He points at something, and the freaking blood <laughs> squirts out of his out of his wrist. Oh no, that's all right. You know, that's just a scratch. Yeah, that'll, be, that'll be okay. I think he used the flesh wound thing from like the Monty that's, Python. Yeah, that's yeah, take yeah. Monty Python. Kind of like brought those together from the the it's night. As funny as that movie is, though, and it's it's obviously it's clearly nowhere near the first one. The only thing I can think about when I first think about it is Rusty with that damn beret on, and it just <laughs> makes. Me, I love that. I love the when they're on the top of the that, and that's probably like my favorite scene from the movie is when they're on the Eiffel Tower and he's trying to look all cool for those chicks. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? And they're like giggling and stuff. And one of them blows him a kiss. Yeah. And his name is on his beret. (laughs) Like they're at Disneyland, and the French chick is like, you know, it's like, and then he tosses the hat off the Eiffel Tower, and the dog dog jumps jumps after after it. it. Yep. What's that? The whole thing seemed oversexed. It was it was almost like they were trying oh, that was to boobage. make oh, it yeah. more naughty than the first one. I don't know. I my brother and I saw it with my grandparents. Well that's theater, Europe. So I just remember a lot of awkward <laughs> moments. That's Europe. Well, because uh, uh uh Clark and Ellen were in that 
that the Moulin Rouge. But yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. I was trying to remember what the hell it was, and it was all they were doing like this topless mm -hmm. workout thing. Now, yeah, yeah. now get on your toes and blah 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 yeah, blah. Yeah. And Rusty's in the back, drunk with a hooker. Yeah. <laughs> well, remember Beverly D'Angelo's character ends up getting they put her. She's in a porn because they did a video or something. Yeah, it was a sex tape. Yeah. And Clark forgot to erase it, and they got their video camera stolen. Correct. Yep. And it, yep. and it gets turned into, like, this underground sex tape called The White Hot Housewife. Right. Which she was. Yes, she was. Wow. I don't remember <sighs> any of that. I haven't seen it in well, so long. And then she was, like, kidnapped in, in Italy. And then Moon Unit Zappa is actually in that movie as well. The Valley Girl? Yeah. Wow. When they're getting Italian ices, rusty. Oh, her. her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot all about her. Yeah. Yeah. God, I remember a lot. Whatever of happened to Moon Unit I Zappa? I, I don't know. What about Moon Unit Zappa? Whatever I happened to Moon Unit Zappa? Zappa kids. Oh, I don't know. Was she in that? Yes, <laughs> she was at the very end. What? Getting Italian ice with uh, with Rusty. Rusty. They bump into each other. Really? The girl from California mm -hmm. is what she was. Well, that's enough vacation, I think. <laughs> Well, Your vacation's about, over. No, what about Christmas vacation? See, you know, Christmas vacation's the obscure one, I think, that nobody's really sees that much. My sister loves that fucking movie, and I do not get it. Yeah, it was kind of, I saw it once, it was kind of a dud. I've seen it many times. I saw it, you know, I loved it when I was in junior high. Yeah. Watched it last year. That movie has not aged well. I don't. I don't think it. Well, I would see, Christmas, vacation. Christmas vacation. That movie has not aged well. My 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 story is kind of like Craig. I had never seen the movie um, until like maybe three years ago, and then Amy said, "Oh, you gotta see it. It's the funniest thing in the world. You gotta see Christmas Vacation." I watched it. I thought it sucked. I couldn't even watch the whole thing. <laughs> I hear it. I hear the same thing. Somebody said to me too. It's the great. It's oh, it's such a holiday classic, and it's just right. yeah, either, it was you late. either love it or just absolutely despise this I, movie. There is like no middle ground. I just, no, don't, I just okay. don't think it aged well, like Craig said. I just don't think it made it through the years. The the stuff with the neighbors with Julia Louis Dreyfus, none yeah. of that stuff is funny. Yeah. The oh. stuff with Clark falling and the lights and everything, none of that stuff is funny. Mm. The cousin Eddie stuff, I still like. No. I still laugh at Cousin Eddie. Yeah, Randy Quaid. Juliet Lewis? Juliet Lewis, I think, is the daughter. Yeah, Juliet Lewis was the daughter, yeah. I said Julia Louis-Dreyfus. She was the neighbor, remember? She was the, yeah. She was one of the two yuppie neighbors next door. None of that stuff was funny. Nope. It just, the, the movie's not aged well. That, that... I don't think I even saw it when it first came out. It wasn't I did. until, like... Yeah within the last five, ten years that I actually saw the movie. That, the scene... Same, same thing with me. I hadn't seen it when it came out. That, I think because that, I lost it in the vacation movies by that time. That scene with the saucer where he puts the... where he puts that... that grease stuff on it and goes flying down the hill. Oh. That is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. It was so stupid and not funny at all. Yeah. Well, but for whatever reason, um... The original vacation movie is held up brilliantly. 
Funky lips will be funny forever. Funky lips will never cease to be funny. Funky lips? <laughs> yeah, funky lips. I forgot. Where they, they end up getting lost in St. Louis. Yeah. Hold yeah. up your windows, kids. The, the hubcaps get stolen. <laughs> the best part is because you don't see it until later, until they until Clark starts to lose control of his car when he's asleep at the wheel, and all of a sudden the car rolls by and you just see honky lips spray painted <laughs> on the side. It's funnier than shit because you never saw anybody do it. Yeah. It's just like ten minutes later it just pops up. It's like holy shit, man, honky lips. <laughs> that scene with John Candy are hysterical. Oh John the security guard at Wally World, yeah. Oh yeah. That's not a real gun, is it, Clark? <laughs> but, yeah, the, the Christmas thing, I just, I'm not going to watch it anymore. Even at, <laughs> I just made that decision. I'm, not, even, I'm just not going to watch it. Even at Christmas. Well, in one of the times that I've had watched it, I have seen it, it wasn't really by choice. It was because... You, you know, were somewhere, I was somewhere with other people, yes, and they had it on. Couldn't yeah. escape. There was nowhere to go. Yeah. So yeah, but that's pretty much. It's not like it's not like the Ralphie Parker Red Rider BB gun movie Christmas story. Yeah, yeah. that one is always going to be funny. Yeah, it's very difficult for comedy to sustain decades and decades because culture changes, people change, yeah. jokes change. Uh, the idea, change. the idea of what's funny. Changes a lot, you know. We can't all be we Ray just, Stevens. And we can talk about this one on another episode or whatever. <laughs> but Airplane—that's one of the, the the brilliant things about that movie—is that it's held up over time. It's still funny. Oh yeah, yeah. yes it is. I mean, I like I know I've had this conversation with you, Rob, about watching me TV. But go back and like watch like Welcome Back, Cotter, or something <laughs> yeah. like that. It's the show is unwatchable, pretty much. It, it's terrible. Like, what? up your nose with the rubber hose, and the crowd just, oh, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. And, and Horshack, you know, oh, Mr. Carter, damn Horshack. It's terrible. It's terrible. That was a really good Horshack. <laughs> All right, well, one of the comedies which has stood up over time is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, yeah. That yeah, total still has, because... Yeah. And I guess anytime that something's funny over time, it's got to have a theme that is applicable to today, like punching school. Yeah. Be- part of it so is the character itself. Be applicable. Yep. Punching. Part of it punching is... school. Didn't you ever punch school? What did, what did you, you skip school? Punch school? I yeah, never heard the term what? punching school before. Yeah. I haven't either. Punch class. I thought I was hearing things. Well, I'm from <laughs> I'm from South Dakota, so that's no. I punch. Yeah, we used to call it. You'd punch uh, school. Punch Do you guys want to punch school today? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did, Grandpa. Hey. But, <laughs> I yeah, in South Dakota. That's how we did it. I I still love the movie, uh, Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller, classic character. Matthew Broderick is awesome in it. Mm. Ferris Bueller. Little bit of a sociopath. I have Complete seen this. Sociopath. Yeah. Why? Because he convinced his rich friend to. He's a he's a joyriding and he is a complete bullshitter. Everything everything in his life is bullshit. Mm-hmm. I don't think he gave a rat's ass mm-hmm. about his girlfriend Sloane at all. He uses his friend. Yeah. To, he has no consideration at all for Cameron. Yeah. Getting Cameron in trouble. Nothing. It. it his his whole existence 
is like a giant field of bullshit. Well, yeah, and <laughs> proving how he's smarter than the adults. Yeah. I think mean, that's the whole plot of well, the movie. I'm just so much smarter than every but that's, adult that's on why the face of the planet. It, when you're a teenager, it. you think you're smarter than everybody yeah. else, and especially the current... And you're, and you're borderline sociopath when you're a teen anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're all doing that stuff, you know? No, but Ferris Bueller cared about one thing that in that movie, and that's his day. And that's him and his little day, and that's it. He could care less about his friend. He didn't really care that much about the girlfriend either. I don't think he did either. <laughs> I just remember, remember that those two girls sunbathing towards the end, he turns around and, you know, intro, oh, hi, I'm Ferris Bueller. Mm -hmm. uh, like if, like his sister, remember Jennifer Grey, she was terrific in that film too as the, as the angry, pissed off sister. Yeah. And her, well, I got, a, I got a, a tale of a death here in a minute. Go ahead. Her whole thing was, my brother is a liar. <laughs> he is a cheater. He is all this. He is a giant phony, and I want to expose him. Yep. And he wins mm -hmm. every damn time. Yep. He wins. Yep. Because he's Ferris, and everybody loves him, and nobody sees through his shit. Right, that right. was her whole thing. Yep. Is that when she's talking to Charlie Sheen? Yeah, where Charlie Sheen looks incredibly yep. strung out in the police station. Drugs? Yeah. Thank you, no, I'm straight. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jennifer Grey, though, she ruined her whole career because she had that big-ass nose, and that big-ass nose was a part of her. And that's what people, I don't know if that's what they liked, but they identified with her. And then she plastic surgery it up and got rid of the nose. And yeah, really? it's completely unrecognizable. You, you, yeah. It's totally unrecognizable. As, as Jennifer Grey, anyway. It's not that she looks bad, not that it was a, nope. you know, a bad surgery or a plastic surgery job. It's just... She just looks yeah, like a... She doesn't look like herself at all. No, she just she looks, looks like, like somebody... Chick. She just looks completely different. She got, she got a Muppet nose now where it's just a big triangle. No, she just got like a regular nose yeah, now. She's got a nose job. Yeah. Hey, did you guys know that? Uh, and I don't know, if, Craig. I think I've talked to you about this before. Jennifer Grey and Matthew Broderick were dating when that movie was made. Sister and brother, a little incestuous wow. thing going on there. But they Sweet. they killed a couple. Sweet. They what? Yeah, killed a couple because they were dri uh, they were driving on the um, the other side of the road or whatever. They had on collision. The elderly couple died. They, yeah. They yeah, Matthew Broderick committed vehicular manslaughter. He was drunk or something like that, yep. wasn't he? Jennifer Grey was going to therapy for years. Did she really? I didn't know that. Yeah, she was messed up. Wow, she killed a couple of old people. So yeah, kind of messed up. Who was it? Well, who was driving? Um, Matthew Broderick, maybe. Yeah. Well, well, why was she so messed up? She didn't drive though. She probably saw it. Yeah. Well, up. no, I know it's. I, I don't but mean I, to. That movie, that movie still kind of creeps me out though because the principal doesn't he like little wieners and stuff. That's what you told me. He got busted like looking up child porn or something. Yeah, he's little weenies. So I, I can't watch that movie because of that guy. <laughs> little wee. Maybe that's why he hates Ferris so much because he's like kind of in love with him. He's kind of been in love with Ferris wow. since he was like seven years old. It's like everybody. <laughs> Everybody watching these movies, oh, do you hear what happened to them? Yeah, they were looking at little wieners. Or, yeah, they they, they were caught with a crack in a hotel room or something. <laughs> here's, here's an interesting fan theory that I read on Cracked.com about Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That Ferris Bueller does not really exist. He is an alter ego that Cameron, Cameron. has created in his mind to deal with his own 
his own insecurity. What was that? I my phone was gonna die, so I had to plug in my charger. Oh. Where were we? Uh, well, I was giving you that that we just talked about that fan theory about how uh, Ferris does yeah. not really exist and he only exists in the mind of Cameron. Cameron, yeah. Hmm. I mean, that's I think w- when you come up with those kinds of theories, I kind of think you're overthinking movies. Yep. I don't think oh, these movies totally are agree. meant to be, you know, so somebody, deeply thought about. I mean, somebody was really high when they were watching Ferris Bueller's guess, Day Off one day. Yeah. You'd have to be really fucking high to come up with that kind of theory. I mean, even if you are... Hey, man, you know, what if, like, Ferris really isn't Ferris, you know? <laughs> you know but yeah, stop. Or just stop. Like it's, like, it, like it's a fight Put club. Put down the fucking pipe. It's fight yeah. club. Right, exactly. It's like it's not a deep movie for fuck. Is this the Matrix? (laughs) (laughs) John Hughes is dead, right? John Hughes is dead. He died like last year or the year before, not too not too long ago. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, just recently. Oh, that's depressing. <laughs> Anybody ever see some kind of wonderful? Did you guys like I that? I've never seen it. I've seen it a few times with um, Eric. What's his face? Estrada? Eric Stoltz. Oh. Eric Stoltz, Stoltz. and um, it's, it's Eric Estrada. Oh, that one chick. Masterson. Yes, and then the redhead. Um, yeah, the Molly Ring. Oh, oh um, uh, God. Hundred bucks, you can name Eric Estrada's partner. Because... She's um. You know, she's Marty McFly's mom. Yeah, Lee. Leah? Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson. Okay. So, yeah, that was that was a good movie. I mean, that was I, kind of like your... I saw that in the theater with my sister, and then I've seen it a couple times after that. I, I, I enjoyed that movie. It was kind of um, a different take on the boy meets girl... Oh. Kind of love triangle going on there. Oh, it was kind okay. of like, you know. I agree, and I liked it. I actually saw it with Andy and her sister, too. The thing is. <laughs> that... <laughs> Here, see, Andy, tell, tell me if you agree. Some kind of wonderful is is basically pretty in pink, only the genders are switched around. Yeah, that's pretty Ducky, much it. in this case, is Mary Stuart Masterson, right, um... and she's sort of an androgynous character that's kind of different and wacky and, and then the rich guy is craig sheffer and then the rich girl you know what i'm saying i mean it's right. similar right and then you know the the andy i don't know what her name was in uh the movie uh don't know. leah thompson i can't remember her name but she was like the andy character in um 16 candles because she was poor but she put right. on this facade that she was like one of them, one of the rich kids, and uh, the rich kids took her. You know, the girls took her in as part of her clique. So she'd always try to like fake off this being something she wasn't, and then that was like the whole thing with the movie. And uh, and then yeah. in the end, Eric Stoltz and Watts hooks up. Right, and Mary Stuart Masterson's character is that Watts, right? Yeah, yeah Watts. exactly. She's like a drummer. Yeah. She's basically Ducky with boobs. I mean, it's the same character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Only it's a chick and she's a drummer. And, oh, and she has like a. Doesn't she? She wants. She desires to be with Eric Stoltz in that movie. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's why yeah. she does that. That's why she does that with him because you know she loves him so much. She just wants to see him happy. So she right. helps him in his plan to win over uh, Leah Thompson's character. And, and then she, and then Leah Thompson's character at the end of the movie tells him to to tells him to go 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 with her. 
Yeah, because it you was know? the whole climactic, you know, being invited to the party as a joke kind of thing, oh, and, and that okay. was like the end of it, and you know, I don't know, I can't remember if there was a fight that ensued, but at some point, um, Eric Stoltz's character had bought um, uh, Leah Thompson's character these diamond earrings. Yeah. Yeah, and then it was like after the thing at the party, they like her out in the middle of the street, and she hands him back the diamond earrings, and then he goes and gives them to Watts, and... There's there's one and it even struck me as unrealistic back then. There's one super unrealistic scene for me, and that's when Eric Stoltz has no idea like how to make out with a chick. He hasn't kissed really, and so his friend, uh, Mary Stuart Masterson's character Watts, uh, basically shows him how to make out, and they make that's that that would not happen. That doesn't happen in the real world. It just doesn't. Well, it's very nice for her to do that though, considering how deformed Eric. Stoltz's face. <laughs> yeah, he's not really masked in every movie, though. Oh, oh yeah. I'm, thinking, I'm thinking of a different movie, then. Okay. That'd be awesome. I mean, he just, every he movie. just had that face in every flick. <laughs> and they don't even mention it. <laughs> oh. Of course, he was also in The Fly, too. He was kind of messed up in that one, too. What? Two. He was in the Fly too, Eric Stoltz. Yeah. I didn't know there was a Fly too. Yeah, yeah, he put. He was Jeff Goldblum's son. Like, that's Goldblum, huh? I was like, that's Goldblum. Yeah. It's Jeff Goldblum's son. He played Jeff Goldblum's son. The Fly oh, Two. You're telling me Eric Stoltz was Goldblum's son? I'm like, <laughs> what? Okay, the character. Yeah, I never. I didn't even know there was a Fly Two. Oh yeah. yeah, I didn't either. It wasn't. It wasn't that good. Shock. What's her What's her name from Spaceballs was in it? Daphne uh, Zuniga. Yeah, yeah, she was in it. It was like from 1989. You can look it up on YouTube. There'll be a trailer for it. Spaceballs. I hope no one's ever overthought that movie. <laughs> man, man, I I wonder if Barf is really like some some existential like character that Lone Star has created in his mind, man. <laughs> yeah, no depth there. Far out, man. <laughs> like, how fast is ludicrous speed? For real, man. Ah, <laughs> uh, what do we got here? Mr. Mom. This was one of the first movies I ever saw in the theater as a kid. This was one of the first I ever did either, and it was probably uh, historic because it was role reversal. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. before then it was, well, some people still had the attitude that the woman should be at home preparing a nice meal and the man's out working. Yeah. And the roles reversed and Terry Gar went to work and... Uh, zaniness ensues. <laughs> zaniness uh, ensues. That, the movie, I Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton, freaking awesome. Oh, yeah. Number one. And number two, I had a slight crush on Terry Gar back then. Oh, God. I I, I still do, and I think I, she's in her 90s. <laughs> and, and she's got, and I think she's got MS, too. Oh, really? hey. I think she's MS-ridden right now, if I remember right. Serious? Really? Terry Gar? Yeah, you'd have to look it up, yeah, but Google her or something. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure okay. she's sick now. No, still hot. Whatever. Well... <laughs> So it, I'd, I'd still do her. Anyway, Mr. Mom. Uh, yeah, Martin Mole, great. Oh, yeah, Martin Mole was her boss who was, like, like trying to hit on her and everything. Mm -hmm. What what was the name of that tuna place they worked for? 
Oh my god. Well, no, she worked at an ad. Yeah, it was a, oh, yeah, it was some advertising thing. And it was the some tuna, tuna people were the were like the big clients that they had right. the account she right. had to land. The the um um what you call it? The vacuum cleaner. Yeah. Jaws. Yeah. That like ran around by itself and like was like eating shit and chasing mm-hmm. people around the house mm-hmm. and Mhm. I remember the flirty neighbors, the flirty neighbors oh, yeah, the, boobies too. That's right, because he had that, he had that fantasy sequence where he was in the Young and the Restless, and and Terry Gar ended up shooting him because he was like, she thought he was having an affair with yeah. that with that one that that single divorced gal. Yeah, I remember him taking the. What was his toast? The kid's toast was cold, and he took the iron to the toast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. Or doesn't he take the baby's butt up to the, the hand dryer? Yeah, the hand yeah. dryer. Yeah. 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 Eh, he's making adjustments to being a stay-at-home dad. The, the baby <laughs> ended up eating chili and getting the shits. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that movie holds up. I think it probably would. I haven't seen that in years. I think it probably would hold up, though. I think it's one of Keaton's best. Well, it was re- again, it was revolutionary at the time because it was like the man had to stay home and take care of it. Yeah, big Joe Cotton. Well, nowadays it's like... The issue yeah. probably hasn't isn't going to hold up anymore because there's lots of women that work and guys who are... And guys that stay home and then stay home dad. Wait a minute. <laughs> Something sounds familiar here. Anyway, hey, I did that for a year. <laughs> did you like it? I did. Yeah. I mean, it was uh, you know until they came home every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good answer. <laughs> found you. Found you in your underwear. And yeah. No, he's just because I came home every day. <laughs> well, I was gonna say I'd be in my room naked and oiled up, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> wow. God damn kids. Uh, moving on, the next one on the list, I, this is more of a chick movie, but 16 Candles. What's well, a chick movie. Well, it kind of is, but it's entertaining still for, yeah. for anybody. Anthony Michael Hall was terrific in is it. Is he in every movie, every John Hughes movie, Anthony Michael Hall? Damn He's near. in a lot yeah. of them. And whatever happened to him? He, just, he became oh. a knob. That's what happened to him. He became an absolute knob. What? He bulked up. He 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 started working out. He got kind of big. He then he huge. was in Edward Scissorhands, and he played like kind of a yeah. bully. I think he was trying to do everything he could to not be the nerdy kid from Breakfast exactly. Club. Yeah. yeah, he was pulling a Dustin Diamond where he's like, you know, yes. I'm not really Screech, you know. Oh, that's right. Screech. Where, yeah, but Anthony Michael Hall was huge in Edward Scissorhands, man. He looked like a freaking bodybuilder or something. Yeah, he was all roided up. He looked weird. It was yeah. bizarre. He was like overcompensating. Yeah, it's the same thing with Dustin Diamond, yes. Yeah. That, he, he didn't want to be the skinny kid from the Breakfast Club and 16 Candles anymore. That happened to yeah, Joe he was Piscopo. Like, look how big I am. And, and everybody's like, yeah, we see how big you are, but now you're not funny. We don't want you anymore. <laughs> yeah, that that happened to Joe Piscopo, too, if I remember. All of a sudden, he yes, like bulked up. And then, and then he like he was obscure after that. You never heard of him until he was at the casino. Well, Anthony Michael Hall, he still acts. I mean, he doesn't. He I, does, he, I don't think he's been in any dead movies, zone. but he's been in like um, television the shows. Dead zone. The what? The Dead Zone. The Dead Zone, the TV series for quite a while. Stephen King. That? Yeah, he did. Oh. The, Anthony Michael Hall was, was in the TV series version of the Dead Zone. When was that? Oh God, he was on it for probably six or seven years in the uh, I don't know, maybe mid two thousands. Okay, yeah, because I know that he still does like guest spots. 
Um, oh, yeah. He'll, like, you know, some television series will, like, have a, a small part, like, for three well, three episodes or some shit like that. He looked like such a, you know, he looked like such a little 80s kid. I think once the 80s were done, it's just so was he was done. I mean, what, what are you well, going to do? Like, you know? The Brad Pack thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was yeah. a Brad Pack backlash, you know. Yeah, it's just what, what I mean, you know, he's kind of like the guy from well, that. He was part of that Brad Pack, but there's a difference. And there's the Brad Pack that went out, you know, on the Hollywood every night and probably got laid. And then there was Anthony Michael Hall. And you kind of knew he wasn't running with that group necessarily when they went out and partied. Same thing yeah. with, with uh, Screech from Saved by the Bell, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I couldn't think of it. Dustin Diamond. It was like yeah. his name escaped me for a little bit there, so I just called him Screech. But he's always Screech. His mom probably calls him Screech. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with Sixteen Candles, if you can't completely describe Sixteen Candles without mentioning the foreign exchange. Yeah, student, Long Duck Dong. Long Duck Dong. <laughs> yeah. Now there's a joke that's aged well. Huh? Oh my God. <laughs> Every time the guy speaks. Every time that character spoke, a frickin' gong would go off at the beginning. <laughs> gong! <laughs> that seems offensive to me. <laughs> it was the 80s. It was all right. Oh, <laughs> sexy <laughs> girlfriend! You could still pick on Asian people back in the 80s. <laughs> you could pick on anybody. Well, now Seriously. you can. Now you can, unless you're white. Maybe you can pick on a white person. Pick on crackers, sure. Yeah, you can pick on the crackers. They had I I I liked the party scene in uh, in Sixteen Candles, you know, where they had that big drunken party, and the the big the the stud of the movie that Molly Ringwald had the crush on. His girlfriend remember remember when somebody closes the door, her hair, on her, on her hair it, yeah. and her her hair gets stuck in the door, and these other two drunk chicks show up with a pair of scissors. And freaking cut her hair out of the door. That scene still cracks me up to this day. And then she ends up I in the... I haven't seen that movie in years. I need to see it again. It's been a long time. Oh, yeah. And then she ends up in the convertible with Anthony Michael Hall. Like, like the dude basically, like, passes his drunken, passed-out girlfriend off to Anthony Michael Hall and says, like, hey, here, you have fun. <laughs> you take her. <laughs> I'm done. Andy, did you like that guy being a chick and stuff back in the day? Did you think the guy was hot? Oh, the guy who, the lead? Yeah. Uh, I mean, he wasn't unpleasant to look at. <laughs> I don't know. How old What's was I? me then? I, I was 12. I, I was 12 when this wrong movie with me came then. out. I was 12, so I wasn't really quite there. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I don't know. He was just... I don't, the dude was kind of vanilla, though. You know what I mean? He was. He yeah. was. I don't know. Physically, he made me question myself, though. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He was like one of those where, like, Molly Ringwald, like, wanted him so bad throughout the whole movie. And then I just picture her, like, a week after she's with him, bored and being like, why did I want this dude so much in the first place? You yeah. know, well, one I of those types that. of things. I can see that, yeah. See, when, and then... And this is going to say a lot about me, so maybe I shouldn't say it. But what was it? Two years later, Pretty in Pink came out. I had a total crush on John Cryer in that movie. I had really? a total crush on Ducky. What about John Candy? <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of John Candy, did anybody see Only the Lonely? Did you guys ever see that? 
I know what movie you're talking I about. I've never seen heard of it. Good. How about Uncle Buck? That's an else, another John Hughes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's Jersey like one Uncle of the Buck. one of the last movies that John Candy did. Yeah. What was the them. last movie he did? He was he was shooting um, Wagons East. That's right. He was in the middle he, of shooting a movie when, when he, he died. died. I'm pretty sure it was Wagons East. And he just had a heart attack. <clears throat> yep. Yep. It wasn't no big. drugs. What? No drugs. Just yeah. Just big as fuck. I mean, he wasn't healthy. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. He he had a healthy appetite. We'll put it that way. He just didn't take care of himself. Yeah, I think he smoked a lot too. Did he? If I he remember did. right. It's, with Farley, Farley had an unhealthy appetite for a lot of shit. Yeah. Food, whores, yeah. drugs. I mean, basically everything he could get his big grubby hands on, he had an appetite for. Yeah, no. Well, he was actually pretty toxin free. Yeah, yeah, he was. Like, <clears throat> well, he's a wholesome Canadian. He just had a genetic thing. Yeah. yeah, even like Rod Serling, everybody is oh he smokes, but his like father and his somebody else in his family had this heart defect, this genetic, mm-hmm. and that's why they say he died young as he did. I'm sure five packs of cigarettes a day didn't help, yeah, but didn't help. <laughs> yeah, you know, but yeah, yeah. Rod Serling died in 1975. He was born on Christmas, which is why I've always considered him Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> he was born on him, Christmas. He was him and Kenny Stabler. Kenny Stabler. <laughs> wow. I always thought Kenny Stabler is kind of a savior, sort of. Oh yeah, he had that beard. I mean, come on, it was Jesus playing yeah. football. Yeah, he was a big, oh. yeah, he was a big party animal back then too. Stabler was. The well, they, they all oh, yeah. were. But anyway, speaking of John Candy, how about that Uncle Buck? That's got one of the Culkins. Is Macaulay in that Macaulay, one? Or... Yeah, is Macaulay, yeah, Macaulay. Is in that yeah, one. It is Macaulay Culkin. Okay. They, they had that big scene with him and John Candy sitting at the sitting at the table going back and forth, you know, yeah. where Macaulay right. Culkin says something about his nose hair or something like that. And during that scene, apparently, they had uh, note cards attached to John Candy's forehead. Oh, yeah. Because Macaulay Culkin was, like, having trouble remembering his life. He needed to say them really quick in this scene because they were bouncing back and forth off of each other. Yeah, it was rapid fire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he they, they had some, the lines on John Candy's forehead so he could read them. Wow. Wow. They did it with Brando in The Godfather, and I don't know why Brando <laughs> needed that at that point, but I think Brando just didn't study his lines. He never rehearsed, yeah. <laughs> no. <clears throat> he didn't care. No. But Uncle Uncle Buck, I think, is probably... It's a good movie, but it's not a very well-known movie. Right. I agree. You know, as, as far as you know, popularity of John Hughes movies, or even John Candy movies go, it's probably one of the, the more obscure yeah. kind of... What's yeah. the most popular? It's not super obscure, but it's not nearly as well-known as, say, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, which is easily one of my favorites. The, um, I thought uh, Tia was cute. The teenage, the teenage daughter Who and Uncle her? Buck. Who played her? Oh, the brunette. What the hell was her name? I can't remember her damn name now. But Ernest Borgnine. What's that? Ernest Borgnine. <laughs> the brunette. Back to the Ernest Borgnine references. <laughs> the brunette. Yeah. <laughs> she was a, she was a bitch, but she was cute. Because John Candy was, like, trying to keep her away from her boyfriend, Bug, all the time. Yeah. Remember the boyfriend was, yeah. like, some, some like, emo-looking 
Puss bag yeah. named Bug. I can't remember the chick though. I'm gonna have to Google her. I can't remember the chick at all. <laughs> can we just Bug. can we do Ernest Borgnine movies some week? Wasn't he on McHale's Navy? Yeah, yeah. McHale's Escape from New York and McHale's Navy, and then he was in the Circus World or something for many years. <laughs> the best part, I probably for me, my favorite part of Uncle Buck was where he was at home and opened up his closet and the frickin' bowling ball fell out of the top shelf and, and bounced oh, yeah. off of his head. <laughs> now that's, I was like, yeah, that's good stuff. You say she played Tia? Yeah. Jean Louisa Kelly? Yes, that's her. Who's the actress? Jean Louisa Kelly. Wow. She's, Never she's probably her. 60 by now. So She was on a really bad sitcom for a number of years. Uh, yes, yes, dear. dear. Yeah. It's <laughs> pretty bad sitcom. Was, was that with Judd Hirsch? Uh, no. It was in Yes, Dear. No, that was Dear John. There, dear John, yep. Okay. One. <laughs> Dear John, that's that, was, right. that was another one. In... I can't remember the name of the guy who was in there. Why does it keep getting renewed every year? And a catchy theme song. Dear John. <laughs> Poor John. <laughs> How could they not renew it with that? I remember I remember the theme song <laughs> to Dear John. Yes, I do. <laughs> okay, what else we got here? Other titles. She's having a baby. Ooh. Excellent movie. Baconator. Is that the Baconator? Kevin Bacon's in that movie. Kevin Bacon Bacon and the absolutely beautiful, uh, what was her name? I can't even remember. Ernest Borgnine. It's not Borgnine. What is her name? Uh, Andy, it's Elizabeth. Shoe? No, she's on Downton Abbey. Oh, yeah. And she she fell into obscurity for a really long time after making this movie. Yeah, and she then did. she just like popped up on Downton Abbey. It seemed like. Oh. Um, what'd you say your first name was? Elizabeth. Elizabeth. I know that's right, but I can't remember her last. Montgomery. Name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Berkeley would be which. Went from went from that to showgirls. Uh. God. It was a it was a good movie though. It was cute. It was kind of different. As far as it was very good. Craig, have you ever seen that? She's having a baby. Yeah. No, never, never did either. I know. Really? Like, you need to rent that and watch that tonight. That's an excellent movie. It's really, really it was, well done. Yeah, and it's it's not about it's different in that. Well, it seemed at some point he stopped making movies about teenagers, but it was it was about like you know recently married couple. Yeah. And what they were going through. Wow. And she's. And I mean, a lot of it had like uh, fantasy sequence type things. Andy, do you remember the. I mean, he's nervous about living in this house in this new neighborhood because he has to keep up with his yard. Yeah, he doesn't even the know dance, what kind of lawnmower to get. The, the All of a sudden, there's this number, big. Yes. Everybody on the block is mowing their lawn together and singing this song. Do you remember wow. that? Yeah, ne- the dance. Ne- next number. time I'm surfing through my lifetime movies on Backlog, I'll, <laughs> I'll have to see if that one's on there. One of the Baldwins was in that movie, too. Please tell me it was Steven. I'm thinking, was it was it Steven or Alec who was in that movie? Alec. Was Alec Baldwin is in really? that. Yeah. Wow. Steven Baldwin just always has his has this look on his face to me that's like, duh. <laughs> like a, like he's always just thinking, duh. Like, well, like yeah, I agree. Like Keanu, like Keanu Reeves, every time I see Keanu Reeves, I'm just yeah. waiting for him to go, 
Dude. Dude. So, yeah, I can't watch that guy. I cannot watch Keanu Reeves, man. I just can't. Oh, but no, it was a really good. It was, it's t- it's touching. It's sweet. It's different. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, off and of it's the... funny. It's a hilarious movie. It's, yeah, really, it's really, really good. good. It seems that he kind of produced movies that would kind of go back and forth. You got like a girl movie there, right? I mean, not every mm-hmm. guy was Chick-fil-A. into She's Having a Baby, but then he, he kind of balanced it out and have well, something that... Well, that's not true because She's Having a Baby is told from the, the man's point of view. Yeah, but it's for a woman. It's a couple's movie, but you're right. It's kind of a chick flick. It's a chick flick. But not everything you have, so he balanced it out. So he put out a chick flick and then he put out a an everyman flick or whatever, every man and woman flick. Date, date movie. <laughs> date movie. Yeah, date, date movie. movie. There you go. One we haven't gotten to yet. What's that? The Breakfast Weird Club. Oh, we did not we get to the Breakfast that? Club. No. Now, the Breakfast Club, for me, <laughs> I cannot think of the movie without that damn song popping into my head. Oh, Simple Minds. Don't you, Don't you forget, forget about, me. about me. It's almost impossible. When you walk on by. <laughs> that one? And of course, there's uh, uh, Judd Nelson, yeah. the classic Bender character. Yeah. You gotta wonder though. I mean, it was like a whole big clicky thing because I always heard like prior to that, every, like in the '70s, it wasn't so clicky. Then the '80s came and it became clicky. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it is. Yeah, and, and that that movie represents. I mean, you had the nerve. Well, I mean, you had one representative from every group basically. Right. In, in detention there. Yeah. I mean. Anthony Michael Hall was, you know, the nerds, and then Emily Westavis was the jock. Uh, Ringwald, who, by the way, played the same fucking character in every movie she's in. Um, <laughs> yeah, the preppy the girl. Princess in this one. Um, they take away a little popularity here and there. She's basically the same chick in every movie. Yeah. yeah. Here, here she's a little more of the, the princess. She's more chick, popular. As yep. opposed to, like, 16 Candles, you know, something right. like that. But, and then, um, um, what's her name was the kooky girl who would like... Allie, Allie Sheedy. Allie Sheedy, who, who yep. drew a picture and then shook Great. the dandruff yeah. out of her hair for snow right. and all that, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, she was kind of the artsy outcast. Yeah, the freak. And then uh, Judd Nelson was the burnout. Yeah, the <laughs> denim jacket. The I love that movie. I do. I love it. But, God damn it, I can't take that dance scene. <laughs> when the they're all dancing together and the guys are it doing no the dance that they have and it's these synchronized dance moves. I I can't it's, I can't do it. Okay, let's let's look at that scene logistically here, okay? They're stoned. Okay? Ooh. Who the hell the first thing you get stoned, who in the hell thinks I gotta get up and dance? Yep, let's dance. <laughs> yep. And and what the hell were they dancing to? <laughs> there was no music. <laughs> I mean, nope. picture picture yourself spying in on that. Like yeah. you're you're not in detention with them, but you just walk by the library and look, and all of them are just like randomly doing dance moves to no music. Did they have a boombox? I don't. What boom did? They're in the library. Yeah, they, where were they? Well, it's like library and media center. I don't, know, I don't think they would have I, a boombox. They would have had one of those old record players that was like, remember they used to get those in the library and it would be a big red thing or a big boxy looking. Is that how it was in South Dakota? Yeah, exactly. 
All I know is if I was stoned at any point in my life and one of my buddies started trying to dance in unison with me to no music, they would get a, dude, what are you doing so <laughs> what? fast? What? I was, I'd be dancing for a couple of seconds and I'd be like, why are we acting like imbeciles? <laughs> let's, right. let's, Stop. let's sit down, man, and, and, and talk about cartoons or something, you know? Right. <laughs> So the whole well, movie... That was a great movie, though. Well, it was, was supposed to bring everybody together and say, we're all just one, see, so can't we all get along? And then that happened in the rest of the 80s, everybody got along. Well, that there yeah. was the classic, your mind bender. I got yeah, you. I yeah. got you. The, the frickin', what was he? The, was he supposed to be the principal? Or what he was, was no, it? he was a teacher. I thought okay. he was a vice principal. But, he was just running detention, basically. He was run, I think it was a teacher running detention, but then the wise yeah. man was the janitor. So it was like the person you'd least likely think there's all this big point. Well, who would think that the janitor knows all this stuff? And it's like, well, kids really haven't changed. Another scene in that movie was, uh, you remember where, um, um, what's his name? The, the vice principal or whatever he was, got Bender in the, in mm-hmm. that back room. And he like challenges him to a fight. He uh, like whips his coat off. He's like, come on, Bender. I want to see how tough yeah. you are. Yeah, and then, yeah. Oh God, I forgot about that. Wow. Yeah. He's like, come on. He's like pointing to his chin. Come on. I'll, I'll give you the first shot. Take the first shot. I know somebody who was like 10 years older than me that actually had a teacher do that to him once. <laughs> oh, yeah. and, Did it work? In the mid 80s. No. He's like, I was like, what the hell? I'm not going to hit you. What are you <laughs> Old man, why don't you leave me alone? <laughs> Wow, that's appropriate. Yeah. Well, that, and that was like kind of, it broke him down and kind of opened him up. So when Molly Ringwald snuck into the closet, you know, he was just all this, you know, really uh, vulnerable kind of. Well, he just needed a hug. Situation. And there was always the question. He just needed a. He's the bad boy who just needs love. He just needs some love. That's It's like the lion with the thorn in his paw. Yeah. (laughs) That brought about the question. scene at the end there when he takes off his earring and gives it to Molly Ringwald. Which, you know, everybody was like, oh, what happened in the closet? What happened in the closet? You don't. You guys don't remember that. It was like because they didn't show specifically what happened. They just showed that the she two blew of them it. were there. It's in an unedited version. It's Are a, you serious? It's in the director's cut. Yeah. No. Okay. The extended <laughs> version. <laughs> it, it added another like you know six seven minutes on it, and they, they, they were running. <laughs> they were long, running short. Yeah. Long. Running short. Of time. Come on, finish. <laughs> finish already. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Um, I think, well, the one more that we should probably mention is The Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. We didn't talk about that. And that was a huge holiday movie. That was, yes. And I it can't is. remember if it was Thanksgiving or Christmas. I think it was Christmas, and I was trying to get home for Christmas on time. No, it was Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Was it is Thanksgiving? It? That's kind yeah, of what I thought. Because I gave a deer, I remember. Yeah, oh, all the, right. yeah. That was, that was, and I'm just remembering that scene, that car is just basically, you know, a frame <laughs> running down the road. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was a classic movie. That was just Steve Martin, John Candy. Well, even the scenes on the plane when when uh, John Candy's takes off his shoes. He's so damn oblivious in yeah. that movie, yeah. John Candy. Is. You, and he doesn't mean any harm. But at the same time, you understand why Steve Martin is getting so damn exasperated with the oh, guy. Oh, right. Oh, right. Yep. He, he, he drive you crazy. Yeah. And Steve was like this pent-up businessman, yeah. you know, and that's basically what his character was in this movie. And, and John Candy is just like, you know, kind of go with the flow. You know, what happens, happens. And, yeah. And it's like, 
how fate just threw these two guys together for yeah. you know. Also, though, if you guys remember John Candy's character in it, uh, this is when the movie kind of gets a little sad. Yeah. Um, he had been talking about his wife and his kids the whole movie. He doesn't have a wife and kids. His wife had died. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot oh. about that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, that was a bummer. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, and that's what's supposed movie. to, you know, melt Steve Martin's heart in that movie is like finding out this truth and... You know, and he gets invited to his house for yeah, because like he doesn't have anybody to spend Thanksgiving right, with and, and all that. Puppy yeah. dog eyes, and you know his heart just melts. It's like oh come well, on. Well, that was the brilliance of John Hughes. He could do the sad, you know, sappy scenes. He could do the funny, hilarious scenes, yeah. and then he could have you know Judd Nelson getting blown by Ringwald in a closet. So <laughs> yeah, <he> was, exactly. <laughs> he just ran the gamut on the kind of scenes that he directed. Um, and then there, you. Andrea, you mentioned about uh, how tightly wound Steve Martin's character is in that movie. I love the scene. Where is that scene where he comes completely unglued and drops like 12 F-bombs in like one sentence? Where And he, and he compares John Candy to a chatty Cathy doll. <laughs> he's, he's talking to somebody behind a counter. I, was, is it at a car rental place or an hey, airport? We're or talking t- about the scene with the uh, the the heavy set chick. Where he just where Martin just like completely melts down in front of the counter yeah. there, and he and he drops like twelve f bombs in oh, one sentence. I think it was the rental. It was like the car rental. Fucking this and fucking yeah. that. And yeah. I want a fucking car right fucking now. And she goes, "You're fucked." <laughs> yeah. And he just snaps. He just like loses it. Uh, were there any trains? Yeah, because they didn't have a red car for him, I think. Did they take yeah, a train? Yeah, they took a train, didn't they? It's in the title, but I don't remember yeah, I don't. a train. Well, it's the expression movie. plane, train, or automobile. You know, we're going to get there. Yeah, I think there's a train. I don't remember. I remember them driving down the wrong side of the road. Wrong side of the highway, I think. Yeah. After, after she's having a baby, I'll check out planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh, God, that scene where they're trying to, that, that car, the guy and his wife, are they're trying to yell to John Candy and Steve Martin to let them know that they're <laughs> on the side of the road, and John Candy's looking at the guy doing the drinking <laughs> thing. To, and yeah. like, <laughs> okay, thank you. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, was too awesome. That's our show for this week. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to check us out next week when those 80s kids remember toys of the 80s. I'm Rob. I'm Greg. I'm Brian. I'm Andy. In the meantime, check us out at those80skidsremember.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and SoundCloud. Buy all our memorabilia and dolls and posters. And that's it. We're out of here. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>